been all alone. Ain't never need nobody else. I'm at a top floor, sipping margaritas off the show. Wish I had some competition, but it ain't nobody low. Everybody, uh, welcome. I am honored. I am pleased, and I'm pumped to be able to sit down here with Todd Kaplan who we'll get into a little bit uh, about his background, uh, his role at PepsiCo, which has been a long time friend, partner, uh, client of the VaynerX ecosystem. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about general career, kind of we have a lot of the audience that is going to be interested in, hey, how do you get to the position at such a you know massive company and still kind of have the background in your house that you do and be able to present yourself in the way that you do and work on cool projects like the Super Bowl halftime show and NFTs. And then we're going to nerd out a little bit on the NFT side of things as well um, and kind of just look to have an all well-rounded conversation. We are coming up to Super Bowl season here, so I know you're busy and appreciate you taking the time with us um, yeah. as well as this recent drop with the NFTs. To kick things off, I don't know if you know this. So I've been at Vayner eight years now, and I started uh, as a community manager. And the yeah. first first account that I ever worked on at Vayner was Brisk Ice Tea, ah, on the go. Not Half Bad campaign. And so nice. I, uh, yep, I, I spent some time in uh, in Pepsi Land, you know, myself, and then spent a lot of time, you know, on Gary's desk and, and, you know, was able to see how you guys were rocking and rolling a little bit. And um, now kind of comes full circle and, and pleased to be jammed with you and, and learn more a little bit about the NFT project that you guys, you know, launched this past year. What I'll yeah. first kind of go into and, and want to just throw some things your way is, is about your career and getting to the position, you know, that yeah. you're in now and, and what you're up to. Um, sure. So Todd, just, just two minutes on your background, maybe where you grew up, and yeah. uh, and what interested you in marketing? And I know you've been at Pepsi 15 years now and you've seen a lot of transformation in that regard. Yeah, I think. Um, so, listen, I'm from uh, SoCal originally. I'm a California kid. Grew up in Southern California. Um, that's why I see a lot of uh, fun Lakers stuff behind me. A big Laker fan, which we could talk to later, too. But the um, yeah. and, uh, you know, did my undergrad out at um, at Northwestern outside of Chicago, where I froze my ass off uh, mm -hmm. coming from the from coming from the West Coast. And then my background's actually in sports marketing. Um, so after college, did you play I a lot of sports growing up. I did. I, I, I as a competitive tennis player uh, nice. growing up and, you know, ranked in the tournaments, all that kind of stuff. Sweet. And then I uh, also played, you know, soccer, baseball, the whole the whole deal. Yeah. Um, and um, and then moved out west uh, in sports marketing, worked for uh, with Visa International, working on the global sports marketing. Stuff. So the Olympic Games, Rugby World Cup, NFL International, mm -hmm. shit like that. And then came uh, out east for business school uh, at Yale. And then in between my first and second year is then where I found PepsiCo. And uh, have started and, and frankly been there ever since. And that was not not the plan. It was actually uh, PepsiCo has been just such a great place where they keep uh, rotating and, and trying and stretching their talent into new things that I, I blink every couple of years and start a new job and a new role and have done a whole range of things from sports marketing to Mountain Dew to, you know, created new water brands like yeah. Bubbly and Life Water now and leading the Pepsi brand. So what uh in for those listening that I think coming out of college, you get a job right now, I think uh, for those getting out of college, whether you have a, a, a strong degree or, you know, focusing there, it's like, okay, what's the path that will get me the most money, the most promotions, you know, okay, I need to change jobs, do this. Give me a little on what it's mean to, you know, be at the same place for 15 years and maybe some of the benefits 
that you think that that brings maybe some of the, the times that you've had to be patient where making a jump would have been easy or more on paper. Hey, why would you not do yeah. that move? A little bit of that. Yeah, it's one of those things. You need the right organization that's set up to support something like this. And so, like I said, PepsiCo is well known for kind of building and developing and home growing talent. And the way that they do it is where they retain talent and develop talent is by stretching and almost torturing them into new experiences as you move around kind of the the gauntlet, I would say, you know, working on different brands, different experiences, doing innovation, doing commercial roles, you know, doing, you know, you know, big cross-functional roles, uh, things like that, innovation. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole range of stuff that you can do. And um, I'd say for me, listen, over the years, like, yeah, there are times and moments where you, you, you look and you say, you know what, I've been here for a while. How's it going? But, um, you know, I've always been thrown a lot of really good challenges and uh, have built a really great network and a great uh, love for uh, a lot of uh, the way we do marketing. You know, our, a lot of our brands, we have big household, big consumer facing brands. And so, um, you know, it's not like there's a lot of companies that do that as well. I know P&G, Unilever, you know, a lot of these big CPG brands. But what I love about PepsiCo is the... Uh, ability and willingness to want to try and do big, uh, crazy things. Uh, and I'm usually the person who wants to try to do them. Um, and, and two is just the, uh, the fact that we're always connecting to culture, you know, sports, mm -hmm. music, entertainment, you know, I'm not, I'm not waking up, um, selling laundry detergent every day. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. There's, a lot of, yeah. there's a great, there's a great profession in that as well. But for me, um, you know, that's a big motivator for me is doing brands that can affect culture and rather than, doing something that's more business to business or something of that sort. Yeah. Did you, before, you know, growing up Southern California, obviously brands and th that area too early on, like what did the impact of brand have on you as a kid? I think sports as an industry in general is something that pushed it heavily kind of, what are some early brands or, or things that you kind of had affinity for um, coming up or anything that still yeah. resonates to this day? No, of course. Well, it's funny. A lot of that's, I mean, so obviously Nike has been a big brand growing up and growing up in the, the Jordan era. And, you know, I still am a big, you know, J one fan and, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of everyone, like everyone watched the last dance. I just watched it again with my kid. Nice. You know? and, and so yeah. it's, um, there's always, you know, brands like that, that connect, but it's, um, you know, a lot of the things of the time, you know, back when I was growing up, the whole cool thing was the you know nintendo or or you know mm -hmm. or even the card card collecting which has now made a second resurgence now and i've been getting more into and i know you're into yeah. it. so like so it's like all these things it's um you know for me what's always been interesting is what makes something tip and what makes something cool and why people buy different things and kind of the psyche behind marketing of like why uh is really fascinating to me and as you look at passion points like things like sports and music and all that is where it really converges and when I was going through kind of the career kind of discussions and trying to think in college or what I want to do. And I'm like, Oh shit, you can get like paid to do this kind of yeah. stuff. That's cool. And I'm, and I'm also just a very creative person. And so I love the ideation part and the creativity aspect where I can, can create an impact a lot and influence a lot of those. That's been a big motivator for me. Yeah. Did you collect a lot as, as a kind of I teenager did. growing up? What, what were some uh, of the kind of the main things? I know you mentioned sports cards, but I see bobbleheads behind you and books oh, and I just tchotchkes of all types. I am, uh, you know, and, and back when, you know, real offices were a thing versus home offices, you know, I yeah. used to have like tchotchke city over there. But I, yeah. you know, like, but I would always, you know, sports cards, of course, was like mm -hmm. way into the whole card collecting phase when that was, you know, growing up. 
And then, um, you know, there, I mean, even back in the day, they used to have, um, remember like garbage pail kids and yeah, all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I remember I went back home, uh, you know, recently now as, a as an adult with my kids and I was, I went into the room at my parents' house trying to like show them to them being like, Oh my God, you got to check out these things. Like I had the, I had the entire first edition and a book, the whole thing, oh, like ready so to sure. rock. Yep. And, uh, I get there. I'm like, I'm like, mom, like, where the hell is it? It's like, she threw it out. Oh. Um, they, they were cleaning <laughs> out stuff and I'm like, and it's funny. And I remember hearing these stories when I was a kid talking to yep. my dad about card collecting, he's like, I used to put Mickey Mantle rookies in the spokes of my bike and yeah, we'd yeah. play these little games and my, my mom threw them out and like, now here I am having that exact same, like, Oh, like, but like, totally. it's, you know, it's amazing how uh, that stuff works. But uh, yeah. And I, I just got back from, uh, I, I was over in Denmark. My mother's Danish. We were cool. over there for 10 days and you know, my mother, the amount of tchotchkes in my household and home and oh, just man. like stuff and so as I was thinking about this conversation and we'll get into NFTs a lot and maybe where that's going and all that and what have you, obviously sports cards and I do a podcast with eBay. But if you go on eBay and just search Pepsi, you know, yep. like the, the the understanding of brands and collectible and, and to your point, cultural impact yep. today alone uh, on just things that sell and it's everything from a $5 mug to $50 clock, $100 oh. items, et cetera. You know, these things have long been in existence and is always a fascinating as we, as we start to talk about NFTs and new age collectibles. Yeah. And um, one thing that I, I think will we'll go here to kind of kick things off is this notion of resale on, mm -hmm. on collectability and yeah. that not the majority of collectibles or, or things that people like to have aren't thought of to be resold. Yeah. You know, eBay always existed, yet things sit in people's attic or basement yeah. or desk or on their wall for 20, 30, 40 years. When, yeah. you, when you guys were starting to think about that, you know, Pepsi going into the NFT collectible space, digital collectible, yeah. how much looking back did you do in terms of integrations that you guys have done and, and thinking that long term yeah. of, no, of NFTs? There's a whole bunch of stuff. And as you talk about, like the eBay phenomenon and secondary sales have been existing for forever. I mean, even just the concept of a garage sale, which I know mm -hmm. is a very <laughs> simple. I mean, it's now it's, it's not the same. I mean, sometimes yeah. you can find some good stuff there. But, yeah. but, the, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, even for brands, you know, looking even behind me here, these uh, we did this collaboration with Peeps called Peepsy, this Pepsi Peeps uh, marshmallow flavored solo soda uh in the spring and they were going for a thousand dollars on ebay yeah. like people were just hot to, and so it's this idea of like you never know what people are going to be demanding and what people will pay what people will want for them and there are of course going to be people in the flip game trying to just you know buy low flip it do you know make yep. a big buck and then there are people who again the power of brands have an emotional connection to people uh, at certain levels and different things whether it's a sentimental brings you back to your childhood whether it's just a brand you like love and we have people who like have pepsi everything and collect every collectible and label and things and this and that and then there's people who just oh this is a cool thing it's with an affinity or it's a limited thing or it was uh 
think of those things you get at the stadiums on like bobblehead night and it's totally. like you know, what? you know i don't I need flew a bobblehead home. Of- we went to a place in denmark tivoli gardens i flew home with the beer cup that's like right you know, 25 like, cent like beer cup. right right now a lot of that is like you're like acquiring you're like okay like now you're just accumulating all this junk and you're like what the hell do i do with all this and you got to purge at some point but some stuff you're like you know what people save ticket stubs to remember you know their first yeah. concert their first and now and again, so there's always been a human value to all of these types of things and experiences that these um, tactile things would remind you and bring you back. You know, you think of a, an older person opening like opening one of these like memory boxes and going through old things and reminding them of things that they used to do and going back. And, and so it's, it's that concept. But now what what is always difficult about it is your house burns down or you get robbed or once mm-hmm. you sell it or once somebody else or you know the friend comes over and bends the corner of your psa 10 <laughs> and now it's a psa nothing you know yep. and so it's and so it's like you know you always have that that the the coolness of the tactile is like it's in your hand you have it you know no one else has it because you're holding it the downside is you know there's uh, we can't be trusted <laughs> as yeah. people you know yeah. like there's always stuff that goes on. And so this idea of a virtual good is such a fascinating concept because it has a collectability. And maybe it's existed for a while, the ability to have something that's uniquely mapped to me or, you know, in, in the blockchain or whatever, but the ability to share it and still have it. Like it's one thing to say, like, I have my own social security number. I'm pretty sure yeah. no one else has that. And that's that's always been mine since I've been born. And guess yeah. what? Uh, I'm not showing it off. I'm not, I'm not, there's no utility with it. Uh, well, there actually is a lot of utility, with yeah, it, yeah. but, <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. so, and so that's one of the things that as you look at this space and bringing, as we get more digitized as a culture and being able to share and, and experience things differently, well, I'm so interested in NFTs because it, it really plays on this human truth of, you know, interest and collectability, but does it in a way that makes the transaction easy? Cause the other part, to your first question on eBay is um, eBay is a pain in the ass. If I, I have had, you know, my baseball cards from growing up, all this, I mean, and again, unless, you have, go. The, unless you have the one that's like, Hey, here's the $50,000 mm-hmm. one. I want to sell mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I got a $40, a hundred, a two. Yeah, like, it's like $4 times a thousand. You're going to list right, them. And you're like, who's going to list them? Who's going to photo <laughs> them? And it's like, find some kid to come over and do it. You know, and it's totally. It's a pain. And yeah. now all of a sudden, if it's like, Oh, just, hit sell and put a price at like, okay, it's already ready to rock, you know? So, so there's a lot of things that have made it kind of, I think fuel uh, a lot further forward uh, since it's all been getting going. Yeah. Uh, how does a decision like go forth green light on the collection that you guys went with happen, right? In a world of Pepsi global brand, you know, you got to think of, I spent a lot of time around Gary, go, 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 go. But, you know, there's real global long-term mm-hmm. macro planning happening at the levels. Yep. And then something like this past year and the rise of NFTs happen and, you know, boom. And, and, and decision makers are presented with, hey, opportunity exists, green light, go forth. You know, I, no matter what, you have to commend, you know, yep. the brand for the risk that they take to, to go at you know yeah. what they did with the collection and not just in a way where it could have been done paint you know high level on ethereum you know real proper protocol in place how does that kind of come to be and and yeah. you know what are some insights of you know maybe risk aversion versus risk taking and where that's gotten yeah. you in your career 
Yeah, I think it's um, it's funny to talk about risk taking, and that's something I would say. And you talk about Gary saying "go, go, go." Like that's I think where we actually connect very well because I am very entrepreneurial, go, 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 scrappy, and want to take kind of those calculated risks. When you combine that with a lot of the creativity and some of the crazy ideas I want to do, and I look at PepsiCo, and you have this huge company that has the ability to fund, make these things happen, scale them quickly, get them out in a major, major way. Um, the issue is there's millions of people who work at the company. Who yeah. have, there's millions of reasons not to do things. There's risk. There's a lot of different things you got to consider uh, versus just, hey, it's me and my startup. Let's come up with some fun NFT art and let's LFG, yeah. you know? And so yeah. um, and so what we, what we have to do and what I've actually made a, a lot of my career on, a lot of the bigger kind of more breakthrough things, you know, I've created TV shows that we've, you know, done as a brand. We've done big things with the halftime show. We've done, created new brands uh, from scratch that are now going to be yeah. our next billion dollar brands, you know, bubbly, uh, sparkling water and life water and these. Uh, so like, I've done a lot of things that you're just like, how the hell did we, how'd you get them all to do that? And it, it really starts with, you know, at a place like PepsiCo, you have so many stakeholders across so many things from legal to to consumer relations r&d supply chain finance i mean just it's it's a big company it can be bureaucratic yeah. at times and so you need to understand and empathize with all the other people and what they're doing and so if our lawyer tells us who we've become very close with because we've pushed the edge on a lot of these even challenger yeah. executions i don't know if you know the like the burger thing we did earlier in the year you know uh you know and we've done some fun things in atlanta around the super bowl with coke yeah. and stuff. And so and so we always will push up to the edge and understand what the risk profile is but you really need to start and have a clear vision of what you want to do why you want to do it and then really unbiasedly just listen and understand all the different opportunities and risks and so as you think about nfts the tricky thing is it's a it still is a really new space. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they've been around for a while. And even though things are going crazy right now, like relatively speaking, it is super small. You know, this is a mm -hmm. super small penetration um, category versus like Pepsi, you know, that has like, you know, over 90 percent household awareness. Yeah. Like This is a very different thing. And so um, getting people comfortable. And so even when you look at um, the regulatory pressures around it and mm -hmm. how it's almost like when the internet first came about, there weren't laws for cybersecurity, for IP protection, for all, like there's so many layers as you unpack yeah. it. And then you put the finance lens on and you're like, where does Ethereum go on the balance sheet? How does this totally. work? You know, where do we, we don't even have a digital wallet. Is there one for Pepsi, for PepsiCo? Like there's so many things to consider. And back to that, um, call it that gariness of the go, 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 like, like let's just move. I'd rather do something rather mm -hmm. than like make everything, you know, come together yeah. all at once, um, said, okay, well, let's figure out how, as we're building this, like, hey, so it's not going to have this or it is going to be that. Let's figure out, like, can we just at least do this? Mm -hmm. And now I've heard, I've heard all the, the concerns, the complaints, the areas that are hell no, the ones that are kind of not, the ones that maybe we can work on. Let's re-scope the idea to make sure it can, we can get this thing out in the world because there is something, a benefit in this world to doing it both speed as well as authenticity, you know, and in yeah. this space, as you know, authenticity is everything of 
are you on the right blockchain? Is it is it sold the the right way? Is it uh did it, how was the minting? Did you think through all the details? Even the environmental impact. Yeah. We went we went carbon neutral and we went we you know and like that yeah. everything. I mean we we went deep yeah. in this, <laughs> but uh yeah. you know and we did and then from the design and all the different elements and so we we really um you know and I got to give credit to the team that did an amazing job building out all those elements to really bring together the Pepsi mic drop, which uh, is really, really exciting. It's, it is special. And I, I, not to just boast and what have you, I, I think about all the things that the questions that came up or just the process in general and, and also remaining enthusiastic through all of that, right. As, as a leader, <laughs> you know, day yeah. after day where it's questioning your, you Listen, know, intent. it's, it's one of those things. And this is one of the things that I, and you can ask anybody on my team and they will tell you, I preach this till I'm blue in the face. And it's this concept of take no as a request for more information. Um, you know, and the best ideas often start with no. Uh, mm. and it really comes down to, you know, we, with some of these things, it is very easy to be like, oh, head down. They won't let mm -hmm. us do that. We can't do this. We can't do that. Well, and you me. come back and then you ask a question. You say, well, did you think about doing it this way? Well, what if we did it like this? Or let's understand, are they just saying that or not? And what's the real risk profile? And so really clicking into that. And what it happens is, yeah, while I may maintain my enthusiasm, which I also have a very high energy level, um, you know, listen, it's it's hard for the team at times. You know, it's almost like, walking through this like the terminator where like then someone shoots you in the arm and then someone shoots you in the leg and then you're still like gonna make it gonna make yeah. it you know it's like a, you know i call it a death by a million mosquito bites you know but it's uh it's at the same time you got to persevere and see the long the long play understand those things and address the ones that matter and and go from there and keep moving so it was uh, remind me the total number that you guys items kicked off with yeah, we did 1,893, which is 1893, the year that Pepsi was born. Yeah. How involved are you and just either through your own fun and like to be hands on in like coming up with that number or, hey, I have a crew that's kind of doing the nuances. Where are you on that have, process? I'd say both. I, you know, I'm very hands on as a, as a leader, as I'm sure my team will tell you, and especially if it's an idea that I'm very passionate about or you know and in this case one of the you know people i i got in early on nfts and have been really geeking out and yeah been, been through the whole cycle of setting up the wallet and getting scammed by buying the wrong yeah. thing and then going <laughs> and doing this one and do that and so really understanding the 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 pros cons pitfalls all the different elements of it and as my team's getting in and so a lot of the the things are like hey we have to make sure it looks like this we, we want to be on ethereum or we want to do mm -hmm. it this way or that way and so um, a lot of that, you know, is getting really into there. And I think as we and the team, you know, collectively, we came up with this, this concept, you know, um, with Gary and the team as well around this idea of the mic drop uh, of the microphone specifically, mm -hmm. um, just trying to be like, well, what is it about Pepsi that is unique? And yeah, we could put our cans up there and a lot of brands just do something that's very brand centric, you know, and it still is brand centric, but we wanted to do something that could be a little bit more interesting and play to our heritage and music and and all of that in, in a really interesting way uh, and leveraged a lot of the the art, you know, kind of, I would say, um, you know, some of the, the, the more popular um, 
attributes that are out there within the space you know the lasers yeah. from the eyes and the the 3d yep. glasses and all the kind of mm-hmm. things just to really kind of show a nod were you in the room the... like you know really pulling the pieces together like the, no, i imagine I, that's I mean, like, fun not... like give me your thoughts like what was there a, was yeah, there a certain not... attribute where there, you were like yeah we need that one in there well there's some there's some as but you know as you look through again the team was jamming on a lot of these things but as i see yep. some of the rounds of the creative and i'm like you know what this just this just feels a little too brand central and let's dial it back or hey this one feels a little bit right or whatever it is and yeah. uh, you know and of course yeah you need the you need the laser beams and yes for sure yeah <laughs> um and so uh when i go to open i see right now like 1.7 because i'd imagine some are held back community relationships yep. hold on you know 1.4k owners uh, across the 1.7 is really strong Re- uh, remind me it was kind of like a, a white list and they were free to claim what was kind of the process yeah. it, it, to get to get kind of the distribution out there yeah so we we put the consumer at the center of the whole experience and so we made them free so we didn't charge people other than they could pay gas we whitelisted the process and had a wait listing to to make sure that everybody if you didn't get on at least you would get on and it wasn't going to be this kind of crazy gas situation yeah um, we did the carbon footprint as zero as as i talked about and then when they uh, when they minted, um, you know, they all uh, kind of went out, and within 24 hours, um, it went all the way up to number three on OpenSea. You know, in mm-hmm. terms of the uh, total projects traded, uh, you know, there were some that even you know one traded for over 9.6 ETH. You know, thirty-seven thousand dollars. I mean, there's some some of these things, and they're right now averaging around the average price around you know, call it five thousand bucks, four thousand, something like that, and they're. They're hovering there, and uh, and what's great is they're you know they're predominantly all done by unique NFT owners. So like one per owner for the most part uh, across the board. There's a handful that have a couple, but um you know and it was a very successful launch. Our waitlist closed in under ten minutes, um, yeah. and just like went went crazy. And so it's still still up there, uh, continuing to trade quite well these days. It's amazing. I, you know, like I see just here on one, one sold since we've been recording for 0.66 and, you know, that was moved. Someone minted it and, and, and sold it for 0.6 Ethereum and how there's, a, there's so many different cool. We could talk real quick about, you now have one point, you know, we have 1400 really unique, I would say almost a unique community or a unique cohort of yep. individuals with a unique relationship to the brand you know, that you have kind of a long-term ability to, to, to do stuff with. Where's your head at on that kind of, do you guys have any initial plans, whether yeah. they're public or just your, your overall long-term? Yeah, you I mean, I that? know, yeah. And I know just kind of being a participant in the space community is going to be a huge element of this. Uh, I think as we talk about getting like right now, we don't have a Discord channel up. That is something that we are thinking about and how and which mm-hmm. is the right way. Right now we're managing a lot of the community piece through, um, Twitter and just kind of more of the primary social vehicles that we have. We do believe this will, you know, building a community uh, within the space is something we want to further out as we get into more of our NFT drops and other variants of this and things that we have a lot of fun things planned in the future on the brand that uh, we think this is definitely going to be a really interesting way to uh, engage with consumers on a deeper level. Nice. What uh, What's up? How where, where are you at now in terms of planning? halftime show, you know, kind of uh, that, yeah. that whole world. Is there yeah. any tie in there? You know, what, what's, is, it, is that, are you full steam ahead right now on, on all those? Yeah, things? we are, we are all in on the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show. You know, this is a platform that a, uh, 
a, f- a few years ago, uh, we brought in Jay-Z and Rock Nation and, into the NFL and the planning process to really, again, this idea of being more culturally relevant and on point with how we how we do that. And uh, so we built the, the J-Lo and Shakira in Miami. And then with yep. the pandemic, we did the weekend, obviously, in Tampa last year. Now this year in L.A. with Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, you know, Kendrick, Mary J. Blige. It's going to be off the chain. It's It's literally, and we've been on countless calls with all the the key players figuring out all the elements of from the show to how we're going to promote the show we just announced um last week that we're we've built a pepsi super bowl halftime show app uh that's going to be actually it's now free to download you can pre-order it actually right now in the apple uh and google stores but it um it'll be a uh, a complimentary app that's going to have a lot of other uh behind the scenes content some second nice. screen programming during the show you know some other fun stuff so it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait. We've been neck deep and all that stuff. Sweet. What's uh, your favorite, maybe underground or not as in the forefront Pepsi product from the brands just for <laughs> as, as a consumer, any like off flavor or one-off things that you guys have done late <laughs> well, that, we've that, done, that you enjoy? Uh, so, yeah, so we've done a lot of really what I would call fun things. You know, um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a, I'm a total sneakerhead, And I so I, um, you know, the whole sneaker drop culture is something mm-hmm. that I've been really fascinated with also as I've grown up and everything. And so as we've looked into Pepsi, we've also done this kind of sneaker drop concept with a lot of these uh, new products in limited editions. So I talked to you about Pepsi Peeps, which is like a marshmallow flavored Pepsi. We did yeah. Coco Cola, which was hot chocolate flavored Pepsi. We've had we got one here. I got Pepsi Cracker Jack, which is nice. with the baseball season. Proper, got, a, yeah. got, got, a, got a prize on the side and everything, uh-huh. you know, like so it's. We're always doing these kind of fun, crazy, um, you know, things, and they all—I got to give it up. Our R and D team, taste, you know, it's—it's it's amazing what they can make any flavor under the sun uh, with a Pepsi taste. Phenomenal. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's been cool. Nice. Uh, and then quick on, on some sports. What's up? Where where do you have the Lakers finishing the year? What, yeah. what do you think about the squad? Oh my right god! Now? It's um. You know what? I so I'm a huge Lakers fan, and it's been um, it's been frustrating watching them. You know, I was kind of like, kind of excited with the Russ trade, but kind of like, uh, you know, yeah. I can see kind of where it's going. And I I remember back there were years ago. By no means are they there yet at this kind of sad state. But when they had um, Kobe brought in, it was mm-hmm. like Steve Steve Nash, Karl Malone, Gary Payton were all playing yeah. with him for one year. <laughs> yeah. just, to get their championship run and like 30 games in, they all got hurt. And it was like, well, yeah, shut the whole thing down. You know, yeah. And so it's a, you know, it's a similar, like by no means, you know, LeBron and AD got a lot left in the tank, but the, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. If they can yeah. hang for the playoffs, maybe make a move or two. I have faith, but it's, it's not a slam dunk. Like it was a couple of years ago in the bubble and just seeing them make their runs. So, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm optimistic. You still got LeBron. <laughs> still got LeBron. You still got, got LeBron. You yep. know, we got to listen, I think, I think it's, they just got to get their chemistry down and, and figure it out, but maybe, uh, you know, they're hanging, they're in the, they're in the mix, but they're not, yeah. you know, it's not like, wow, they're gonna, they're gonna run the he's show. He's been something else. He's been oh, something else over, over the body of work he's put in. Unbelievable. Is just, you know, second to none. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I think about marketing, when I think about brands and partnerships and what he's built and how he continues to perform, it's, you know, oh, it's totally. definitely special. Yeah, so, no, he, he's well, look, Todd, I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Um, we'll keep checking in on, on the project. And I know that you guys will continue to have some fun things up your sleeve. All the best with the halftime show. Appreciate your time. Thanks Thank for stopping you. By.
Appreciate yeah. it, man. Take care. Wish I had some competition, but it ain't nobody